Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we're talking to the people behind the agency, the service providers, coaches, and mentors to discuss what it's like working with you, the agency leader. With your host, Chris Simmons, the Agency Accelerator, talking to a different agency growth partner in each episode. What they love about working with you, what they wish you knew, all will be revealed. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. On the podcast today, I've got Paul Muggeridge-Breen, my first double-barreled podcast naming. (laughs) How are you doing, Paul? I'm good, thank you. Yes, I have the uh, longest, strangest name uh, in the agency world. Um, you are, in fact, the most annoying agency advisor that we have because I've had to put specific code on the naming parts of um, the little widgets that show the the agency advisor's faces so that it doesn't put your name over the top of someone else's face. Um, so, you know, we, we had to do specific development for your name. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I cause chaos uh, everywhere I go. Banks can never fit my name on cards. Uh, my poor kids takes them about three weeks to write their names, etc. So you're not allowed. <laughs> um, so, Paul, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about agencies, working with agencies and helping mm. them. So, first of all, everyone listening is dying to know who the heck are you? What the heck do you do? And what do you do specifically when it comes to agencies? Mm, sure. Um, so I'll probably start by going right back to the beginning, um, about 120 years ago or thereabouts. Uh, so I started out my career as a journalist, uh, working as a sort of TV news producer for uh, ITN at the BBC in the UK. Uh, and then I moved to Australia for a bit and worked for the ABC over there, um, launched a 24 hour news channel uh, there in the space of seven months, which is uh, an interesting experience and subject yeah, for another podcast. Um, and then moved back in 2014, co-founded a, a digital content agency and grew that to about £5 million income over eight years. Uh, and then this past year, I've moved to being an agency uh, advisor, coach, mentor, consultant, mm-hmm. insert word as appropriate there. But in short, working with uh, agency founders, agency leaders um, to help them achieve their objectives. And that can be you know any kind of objective, uh, any kind of outcome they're looking mm-hmm. for, but just helping them, guiding them, coaching them along the way. And is there like a sweet spot that that you um, either prefer working uh, with or a, a specific type of um, uh, agency need that, that works best for you and works best for them? I would say not, actually. I've got a range of agencies and clients in all sorts of different stages, industries, mm. types of um, consultancy agencies. So, um, and they're all... They all need different things. They all need different help. But I think I kind of work with them all in different ways and kind of Mm. just provide whatever it is that they're looking for. So, yeah, I I would say it's I found no individual, no no single sweet spot yet. Yeah, Uh, it's 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 hard as well because they're all different shapes and sizes, regardless Mm. of whether you've got a sweet spot. They've got very they've got the exact same problems, but in different varying degrees. And they've gotten to those uh, needs in different ways. Um, equally you know my level my uh vision of success for the future is different to yours from an agency's point of view um so you know it's hard to articulate that they're all the same but they're all equally just as different exactly exactly right 
and then so the the uniqueness is just fascinating like mm. every like you say they can look the same and then they're absolutely not underneath but also it's all about for me what it is that the founder is trying trying to achieve that's mm. always the first thing it's like if you're trying to achieve um x then you need to go down a very particular path but if you're trying to achieve y which might be ever so slightly different to x you need to take potentially quite a different path and i think being really clear on what that end goal is is mm. really critical to any kind of success yeah absolutely absolutely and 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 how long have you been to say you, you went and set up a 24-hour news station mm. you worked for the work for the media and things like that so how, how long have you because you've had some experience in agency as well as mm um just um you know advising and coaching so yes what, what was your what's your kind of uh parting feelings of when you moved out of agency world what what was the um the impetus for that really just uh, wanting to do something new so as you might be able to tell from my career history i kind of enjoy doing new things learning new things building new things um so i th- what I was really keen to do is just to, to try mm. something new, but also use the, the the skill and the experiences from like all of the career. Because what I find really interesting is there are there's lots of stuff that I take from the journalism part mm. of the career as much as the ten years in agency world mm. um, in, around leading people, around teams, around sort of growth. So one of the, as I said, launching a twenty four hour news channel was uh, involved doing that in seven months and that was a lot of change a lot yeah. of growth a lot of like new people um and what's really fascinating to me is that there are really clear parallels between that and the still rapid but slightly less rapid growth in the agency yeah there's a lot of parallels between the two so it's kind of taking all of that experience mm. uh, and uh yeah sort of helping helping other agency leaders uh, achieve what they want to achieve absolutely Hey, voiceover guy here. Sorry to interrupt. Um, if you're looking to accelerate the growth of your agency, then check out omg.center forward slash info. Um, oh, sorry, Chris. Pay once for a voiceover guy and he keeps coming back, interrupting, <laughs> trying to sell stuff to you good agency folk. Um, so what is it that, like, you know, we touched on the the uniqueness and also the similarities, the the dyna- dynamism uh, of, of agencies as well. What is it that you love most about like working with them? Um, for me personally, I, I love the fact that it's all to play for if they're ready to listen. Like they, you know, any agency that is really keen on making changes and they can articulate where they want to go. Um, I just love that speaking to them and it's just, they just they just get it. They want to get it and they want to do it. And um, what what is it for you? What do you love the most about? Yeah, with- uh, I'm the same. Um, I think. I think the thing I love most is helping. So agency leaders, I just find agency founders are just incredible people. They have to be to have done what they've done and to have founded the agency. Um, and they just, they're so driven and they're so kind of, you know, entrepreneurial and, and creative and innovative. Um, and yet what I find is that because they, you know, they've started an agency generally, not always, but they've, mm-hmm. they're at the place where they are because they're good at the thing the agency does rather than running a business and yeah. so so they're kind of often they ha- have a lot of the right instincts but they lack the confidence to kind of go through with it and to push yeah. it through and to make those decisions um and so i think probably my favorite thing is is kind of helping helping them build that confidence mm. and sometimes that's by validating their instincts 
Um, and often it's about challenging some of the thoughts they've got, some of the decisions they're making, um, and kind of offering some different points of view or, or just getting them to think in a slightly different way about it. Yeah. But just, yeah, dry, you taking that passion that they have, that mm. that's the thing I love, taking the passion that they have and helping them kind of channel it into achieving what they want to achieve. Yeah, and it's the most expensive MBA you'll ever take um, running an agency. The amount of things that you learn about um, yourself, other people, um, business, negotiation, everything that kind of run <clears throat> goes into like the whole running of a business. Mm. Um, the one of the things I've, I've I found most kind of um, enjoyable, should we say, about working with some agency leaders is that moment when there's a, a, a there's a switch that flips and sometimes it's um it's over something that you feel is innocuous but something switches mm. and they go aha this is a business it's not a, some bean bags and pizza parties thing we can have all of that fun stuff but we've got to run it like a business yeah and it's when they start realizing clients expect us to run it like a business they like the idea of you know the, the fancy stuff and the cool things and all that sort of stuff but they running a business is where i have to go in order to get to where i want to be mm. and when they start seeing it like that then yeah some of it involves boring stuff and some some people love spreadsheets but it, it it's um it, it, i think it's when that switch flips you can see it and you can kind of feel the the, the room change should we say and i think that's when you know, you really get hold of your agency is when you turn it into a business. Yeah. Um, you know the numbers, you know where you're going, you know whether you're on track, you know what you've got to tweak to get there. And it feels a lot less uh, unstable and risk prone at that point. Totally. And I think um, I think there's a some people do love spreadsheets. I am mm. one of them, weirdly. Um, but yeah. I think a lot of agency founders don't and i think there's a kind of i think that's one of the mismatches that i think can cause real problems is it's really important to have um you know you don't have to be in the numbers every single day but it's important to really understand them and have confidence in them because it's so hard to make good business decisions mm. if you if you don't have confidence in the numbers if, if you're slightly worried about them even sort of on, on an unconscious level it's really hard to make those kind of confident business decisions and so having those numbers in order however that's done i think is really really critical to doing exactly what you said that sort of transition to yeah oh, we're a business absolutely and you know I, I one thing i've learned um when i was running agencies and also you know learning again and again working with agencies is um if you nail the boring stuff you can do everything that you want you can mm -hmm. you can have you you can run the business how you like as long as you've got all the boring stuff nailed that's things like knowing your numbers having your strategic plan having things like insurance and hr documentation all that sort of stuff nail that and then you can slow all of the pressure and the thinking down and make good business decisions later it's it's absolutely spot on i, yeah. I love that that moment when an agency leader goes all right fine i'm gonna spend a couple of weeks getting some of this done and work this out and then you work through it methodically and then you can step back and look at what you've got totally and i think there is a real again it's that the 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 agency founder type and it's not you know across the board but it's pretty widespread which is it's a kind of as i say entrepreneurial creative innovative kind of mindset mm. and i th and that kind of thousand ideas a day kind of kind of approach and yeah. i do think that that is sometimes um those people find the boring stuff those that kind of boring but important stuff 
a bit difficult, you know, because I mean, it is it's less glamorous than the kind of the, the, yeah, the yeah. other side. It's it's less fun. Some of it is just really difficult, like people problems, uh, workflow systems, finances, like you say. Um, so yeah, I think making sure that that is looked after, however it is, might be somebody else in the business that does it, but just Absolutely. making sure that it's totally nailed yeah. is like you say, there's, there's, you can't get to where you want to get to without that stuff being well, in place. Exactly. And the secondary part to that, like you, like you say, is this, like, you don't have to be the one that does everything. Uh, and I, th- I found it particularly hard. I don't know about you, but I found it particularly hard. Once I realized I had to, I found it hard to step back on something, even if it was something boring and hard and something that I wasn't suited to. I'd still look at it and be like, oh, I want to do that. I need to get that. It's my thing. It's my thing. Um, and as soon as you realize that your business's bottleneck is likely to be you mm. at some point, um, once you run it like a business, then get out your own way and start yeah, writing people. I, I write um, a kind of, I've been writing a series about like the critical hurdles on the way to that kind of five million pound income level. Mm. And the first one actually is around the million pound mark and is all about letting go. It's exactly what you're saying mm. because it applies to all sorts of things in terms of how much you're trying to be across, how much you're delegating, whether you're actually delegating or yeah. what, just what you think is delegating. But unless you can do that, and that actually takes quite a lot of work and that's where it becomes a bit more it's actually quite personal work rather than business work. Mm, it's about mm. you as a person being able to let go and trust and have somebody else do the things that, that you know that are quite important in your business. That's your baby. Um, if you can if you can do that and do that work, then then you can power through. But I think that's a really common sticking point. If you don't do that work and you do want to try and keep hold of everything, um, it's very difficult to get past that point. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think some some people do it well, some people find it harder. Um, but ultimately, there's there's some kind of point in time where something changes and you either go down the path of making the right business changes uh, or you don't and you kind of uh, run the hamster wheel until you run out of steam. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's, there's a few, only a few ways an agency um, closes. Uh, and one is an exit, a nice exit with a sale. Another is you run out of steam and it has to just die. Mm. And then finally, um, HMRC or um, IRS come along and close it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 the latter two are less palatable than someone coming on with a big fat check. Um, and you've got to make some uncomfortable choices at certain points to do that. Yeah. What do you think it is, though, that separates the best agencies from the rest? Because just UK alone, there's 22, 23,000 agencies in total. I was astonished at that number, but then mm-hmm. it's, you know, if you count account for like three members of staff and up to 250 members of staff, that's quite a big spectrum. What do you think it is that separates the, the best from the rest? Good question. Um, I would probably say um, powerful leadership. Um, and what I mean by that is not just leadership from the founder mm-hmm. person but kind of leadership across the business and i'd probably say this applies to any business to be honest but i think it's particularly true for agencies because we are people businesses you know i'm sure there'll be little exceptions around the edges but by and large all, all we, we're not making widgets or, or products we are we are making things through people's time and because yeah. that involves so many people i think the, the managing of people, the leading of people becomes really, really critical. Um, and I think often it comes to like understanding what makes people tick 
yeah. what motivates them and demotivates them on a broad level, but also on an individual level. That's why the kind of individual line management is so important within that leadership piece. Um, but also for an agency that is growing, it involves so much change management and really bringing people along with you on that journey is absolutely critical because other people have this resistance to change that's just kind of quite inherent mostly and so if you don't manage that process and manage them and understand you know what's going to bring them along then you're kind of doomed to fail so I think yeah good leadership would be the the differentiator for me yeah I completely agree with you and I, I think leadership comes in in different layers as well in the sense that so I often say that um, management is learned and leadership is earned mm. and you earn the different layers of leadership as you as you progress in your own personal kind of journey there's times you, you almost sadly have to make some mistakes in order to be a better leader mm. um, there's other facets of leadership which are um, on the verge of management they are process like you know you you speak to people in this certain way or whatever mm. um but the vast majority of real leadership it, it, once you um once you understand how people tick and what motivates them demotivates them and you are able to articulate expressly what you're doing and where you're going mm. you get better and better and better at that and as you get better and better and better at that the people that you lead get better and better and better at following that and mm. feeling that and leading downwardly as well and um, you know, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna change the world or run um, the biggest, bestest ever agency. And I'm sorry to say that I'm pretty sure that those times have, have passed now in terms of this industry. You know, you, you're not gonna be a, a brand new agency coming out of the gate with uh, all the best of everything in the world and then be the number one agency on the planet. It's it's it, but you are able to make the change that you need in order to get to what you want. And most of the time, that's a internally in your head that's articulated into a number um mm. usually because it's financially related but it has to be in order for you to anchor that to all of the nice things that you want to do in order to do that you need to learn how to, to get people to 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 follow the leadership and follow the the plan um you know if i want to exit an agency and um after the full exit period get three million quid in my pocket so to speak I need to have this many staff, this many clients, this many then this is and that's and whatever's. And in order to do that, I can't just like throw loads of leads down the pipe. I've got to know who we are, what we're doing, who's with us doing it. And those people need to feel like they're going somewhere along that journey as well. And um, you only get better at that as you do it and as you kind of earn those stripes. And it's um, uh, sometimes painful. (laughs) God, absolutely. Yeah. And um I think there's another piece there, which is about keeping people on the journey with you. Mm. And again, because agencies are people businesses, the loss of like certain individuals can be a bit, you know, catastrophic towards achieving an objective or a plan. And I think that's another really important part of leadership is kind of creating the culture of the organization and transmitting. Like if, if the agency founder does something, it impacts everybody down the agency they will model that behavior they will see what's being done they will think that's the way that it should be done yeah. all the all the other leaders in the business will kind of model their leadership on on that one person so i think that's it's kind of it's a cultural piece as much as anything else absolutely absolutely and and you work you like we said earlier you worked in and you work with agencies now if you had your um, your own magic wand, you could only use it one time though. It's a terrible magic wand. It's only got one use in it. Um, 
you could change anything you like about all agencies in mm-hmm. one hit and every agency immediately changes this one thing. What is that one thing going to be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, th- I think it would probably come back to the thing around finances that I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, really, I'm really struck by how common it is for agencies to have not trouble with their finances in a kind of monetary sense, but just mm-hmm. in terms of like the organization of their finances, like monthly management accounts at, you know, at, at, the, at the core, just sort of simple sources of management information so that they can make good decisions confidently. Yeah. Um, and again, a, a lot of agency leaders, it's, it's not their kind of natural territory. And agencies will have accountants, but not always. There are some really good agency-specific accountants out there, but yeah. a lot of the time the accountant is doing their thing but not providing useful information to help make management decisions. And there is this really? gap. And the agency founder often isn't quite sure how to kind of bridge that gap of what it's going to take. So I guess if I could wave a magic wand, I would solve that challenge and, and have maybe all accountants providing that, that right information. Yeah, um, either that or some kind of uh, immediate CFO role that just gets filled in every agency. I, t- I, I, the, exactly. um, I think the interesting thing is that um, even with agency-specific accountancy firms uh, and management accountants, um, the you have to be explicit in what you want. Mm. With accountancy, like legal things, like HR things, insurance things, there are a million and one different ways that you can you can um, view mm. the information, and um, if you so we we one of the sort of the financial watersheds we had when we were running the um, the the SEO agency was I articulated where we wanted to go and the core kind of scorecard of how we were going to get there, and that was then turned into the management and figures that we got every month nice. and the analysis that was given to us and the insight and the decision-making kind of input was all focused around things that we'd articulated to them. So, you know, if you, if, if, if we just said, you know, give us management accounts, you, you would literally just have your, your net profit, your EBIT mm-hmm. and all of the other bits and bobs, mm-hmm. and it would be relatively innocuous and it wouldn't be mm-hmm. a decision-making type thing. Yeah. Um, but if that accountancy firm knows, by the end of X financial year, we will be doing this purchase of this thing or hiring this many peoples. Um, that means we need this much cash in the bank. Here's my analysis that you're on track for or mm. not on track for, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, totally. And it made a big difference. It made a big difference. That sounds great. Yeah, definitely uh, that. Yes, that. We'll have that. Um, so, Paul, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, if you have one piece of advice for all agency leaders that are listening right now, and it's a single go out and do X, what's that? They're, if they're listening to this in their car or they're having their morning coffee and they're thinking, I need, I need to go and do one thing today to, to, to help my business, what is that? It's a really good question. Um, the answer is, and uh, I'm very conscious that, uh, you know, uh, it might sound like I'm just trying to sell my services, but I'm actually not. I mean, I'm genuinely about, gen- genuinely mean this, which is have somebody that you can bounce ideas off. Yeah. You know, have somebody that can, that can challenge your thoughts, challenge your, mm-hmm. your, you know, confirm or challenge. Just have somebody because it, it's a pretty lonely business otherwise. Yeah. Uh, it can be very, a very lonely experience and difficult experience. So, yeah, that would be what I say. 
Awesome. Um, you can check Paul's profile out on the OMG Centre website in the agency advisors section. Give him a shout. Thanks very much for coming along, mate. Thanks for having me, Chris. Ha, ha, ha.